Maybe you saw it. One of the most violent volcanic eruptions ever captured on satellite. Communications nearly completely cut off in the South Pacific after the cable was cut when the Hung Tonga volcano spewed 12 miles high. It's taking three days for relief ships to reach the tiny island nation of Tonga. New Zealand, 1,100 miles away, flew in fresh water and other supplies. But we know more about the powerful reach of the eruption elsewhere. Flooding of a Northern California harbor in Santa Cruz, an oil spill in Peru. Back in Tonga, a distress signal heard from one of the low-lying islands. Cars swept out to sea along the coast as people attempted to drive inland. First pictures and video yesterday from a New Zealand Air Force plane doing reconnaissance. Entire islands look like they may be destroyed. Thick ash covering the rest of the country. Far away, but prayer carries far. So we keep praying. Welcome to Haven Today. Here it is Wednesday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus. And we're in a significant series called The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus this week. Why do I say significant? Well, because I know too many Christians who don't understand how much Jesus really loves them. The reality is that sin affects our affections for the Lord. When we fail, the enemy lies that we no longer are loved by the Lord because we've brought shame to his name. The lie continues that there's no way he can be our friend because we are now a sinful enemy. But in these minutes together today, It's my prayer that you and I will better understand Christ's love for us and you, and that it's a forever and forgiving love for all who are truly his. And that's the message that you'll find from my friend, Dane Ortland in his new book called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners. One vital, central, key way that we grow as believers is by waking up every morning and with our coffee and a Bible, remembering that we are totally not guilty. We are innocent. We are righteous because Christ paid the penalty on our behalf. And we are now robed in his own white robes of righteousness. And no matter how I sin today, it cannot affect or stain that righteousness that I am robed in. And as I am aware of that and wondering at that and surprised at that, actually, That's one of the key things that fosters growth and transformation from the inside out. Pastor Dane Ortland helping us better understand the deep, deep love of Jesus for his people. Dane will be back with us in a moment to answer the question of whether Jesus can really be our friend. That may sound simple, but so many struggle with this idea. After the program, I'd like to send you a copy of Dane's new book or the audio version of the book called Deeper. Real Change for Real Sinners. He wrote the book as a follow-up to his bestseller from last year called Gentle and Lowly to help you and me better understand how we can have a deeper and closer walk with our Lord. So why don't you call us after the program? And the number to call is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or come to our website, read a sample chapter from the book, or listen to a few minutes of Dane reading from his new book. And a quick note, this audiobook is on CD, and you can only get this format through Haven today. So, come to our website, 
make your much-needed gift to the ministry, and the web address is haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And one more thing as we start the program, you can still start reading through the Bible in 90 days and do it even today. We have the free weekly reading plan you can sign up for by email, or you can make a gift to the ministry and we'll send you the Bible with the daily reading plan built in that helps you see where to start and stop each day. And now let's open the program with Sovereign Grace featuring Kristen Getty. Before the strong and perfect plea, a great high priest whose name is love, whoever lives and pleads for me. My name is graven on his hands, my name is written on his heart, I know that while in heaven he stands. throne of God above, opening this haven today and a program called The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. The more I read the Bible, the more I come face to face with this concept. The forward feels like we're going backwards sometimes. 
It is not in the times of ease and rest that we find the most growth and closeness with the Lord. It's in our deepest sorrows and even our despair. The Bible is clear that the Lord dwells with the lowly, those who are suffering and hurting. Back in Matthew 25, Jesus calls us to be the kind of people who spend our time with the hungry and the thirsty, the imprisoned, the sick. Why does he do that? Well, Jesus says that's where he is, and serving them is serving him. We find him there, and his deep love grows our faith even more. We can sing along with the psalmist, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me. Jesus reaches us in our despair. Those moments when it feels like we have nothing, no one to help, those are the moments when Jesus shows us. He's our very near and present help and trouble. But there's another kind of despair, isn't there? We all suffer, and some of us suffer more deeply than others. Despair, in that sense, is common, sadly, living in this broken world. But what about the despair that comes from the sin that broke this world? Sin can lead us to self-despair, but self-despair isn't necessarily a bad thing. Here's what I mean by that. As Jeremiah 17 tells us, our heart is desperately sick and deceitful above all things. Sin blinds us to the truth. Sin makes us overconfident. Sin convinces us that we don't need help, that we aren't in need of grace. But once the Lord shines his light into our life, we quickly realize how weak we truly are. Remember Peter the night Jesus was betrayed? In his sinful confidence, he promised to Jesus that he would rather die than betray him. But that night, there at the high priest's house, Peter denied ever even knowing Jesus. And it was in that moment that Peter went outside and wept bitterly in the courtyard. He knew his sin, and his sin led him to despair. Paul described this as godly grief. The world wants to make you feel bad about your sin, but the world offers no hope on the back end, just condemnation. Godly grief takes sin seriously. It realizes the real despair we should all have because of our sin. I am not strong enough to save myself. Even if I spent the rest of my life working as hard as I could to earn forgiveness, I would never be able to overcome my own sin. Now that should make you despair. It should make you desperate for help. And that's what it did for Peter. And that's exactly what it should do for the rest of us. Self-despair hurts. But it is the way forward. Because when we are finally aware of the depths of our own sin, we begin to look for help. And we begin to ask questions like, How could God ever love me? Can Jesus really be my friend? And to help us think through our hope in the midst of self-despair, we're joined again by Dane Ortland, a pastor and the author of the new book called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners. Dane, uh, I once had on the program a famous Christian writer and speaker, and we were talking about knowing Jesus, understanding Jesus, And a most interesting thing, I mentioned that Jesus says we are his friend if we are in Christ. 
And this famous speaker, famous writer, the name would be known, I'm not going to say the name, said, well, Jesus isn't your friend, and started taking off on other directions that Scripture does teach about Jesus. You say in your book, Deeper, Jesus is our friend. You agree or disagree with that person I had on the air? And explain how Jesus is our friend. Well, yes and no. I mean, on the one hand, we don't want to communicate by saying that Jesus is our friend, that there's anything (laughs) irreverent or overly chummy about it. I can probably understand if I hear charitably. I can probably understand what the person was saying. Okay. Now, having said that, we must swallow all that the scripture gives us. And in John 15, he says, I no longer call you servants, but friends. In Luke 7, he's called the friend of sinners. So let's, let's, not, let's not sideline other aspects about Christ. His, his, his infinite glory and radiance and magnificence and eternal, oh, and so on. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the Revelation 1, Jesus Christ, before whom John fell down as if he was dead. He's coming to judge. Yes, the next yes, time. That's right. We believe yes. that. Okay. Um, but this, that same Christ, actually, this is the glory that he calls us his friends. It's that Christ who is our friend. <laughs> it's mm. the Christ who the wrath of the Lamb in Revelation 6 is coming, and the impenitent want mountains and rocks to fall on them rather than face the wrath of the Lamb. That is the one who says, I no longer call you servants, but my friends. And we dare not neglect this glorious reality that Jesus Christ is for those who come to him is a never failing friend. Every human friend, even the best spouse, will let us down and we will let our other friends down. Christ will never ever Hmm. let down those who are in him, his disciples, his friends. And we are impoverishing people if we tell Christians that you should not in any way think of Christ as your friend. It's a glorious comfort. Dane Orland, thank you for sharing that with us here on the program today. It's been my joy and honor, Charles. Thank you, brother. You're listening to Haven Today, and I'm Charles Morris, and this is a program called The Deep, Deep Love of Jesus. It is true. Jesus hates sin, and when we realize how deeply our sin runs, it leads us to despair. But it's also a glorious truth that Jesus is our friend. He loves us. He cares deeply for us. He's closer to us than even our earthly friends and family. It leads me back to the final words Jesus spoke to his disciples before he was arrested and crucified. He said, I no longer call you servants because a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. Instead, I have called you friends for everything that I learned from my father. I've made known to you. Jesus knew what kind of sinners we were. He knew exactly how far we would fall and how often we would fail. And yet he went on, I chose you. You didn't choose me. He knew our sin and still draws near to us as our friend. Our sin leads us to the end of ourselves. Self-despair leads us to search for Christ. And that's the irony, isn't it? The way forward, the way of growth in our faith and our dependence on Jesus is the way backward realizing one more time how frail we are, how weak, and how much in need of grace we are, realizing that our sin would destroy us if it were not for Jesus and his deep, deep love for us. Once we realize 
just how good Christ is to us. We can see ourselves like in the Apostle Paul's words from 1 Timothy 1. Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for that very reason, I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ Jesus might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Not of a king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. What a prayer from 1 Timothy 1. That Paul, the apostle, had a shameful past. He persecuted the church, but Christ loved him and saved him. We all have sin in our past that we regret, that we're ashamed of. But the good news is that Jesus didn't come to save strong and capable people. He came to save sinners. He stepped down into the pits, into our despair to save us. And that's what makes him such a glorious friend and savior. He got his hands dirty. And even more, his hands have scars from the nails he endured just to rescue us. What a great friend we have in Jesus. His deep, deep love covers our sin and restores us to new life. As we embrace him by faith, we may despair in ourselves, but that's a good thing because it leads us to resting our faith and even our salvation in his hands alone. Let's take a minute and pray. Would you join me? Lord, we read these examples of your followers, whether it was Peter, whether it was Paul, who had drifted far away from you or came to that moment in time when they realized that they need Jesus. Lord, for those of us who don't yet know Christ as Savior and Lord, may we meet him today. May we make our way to the cross. And for those of us who already are born again, may we realize how we need Jesus as our friend today. How sin doesn't go away, and yet our sin is forgiven. And by growing deeper, deeper, deeper into Jesus Christ, we can live for Christ and live that way until we are called home to be with him forever. We pray this now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Our sins and griefs to bear And what a privilege to carry Everything to God in prayer Oh, what peace we often
Featuring Hannah Harden, what a friend we have in Jesus. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today. Paul told the Romans that all people were enemies of God because of our sin. So how incredible it truly is to have our sins forgiven by Jesus and to be called a friend of God. I can't think of anything better. Now you might be listening to me today. You might be thinking you don't know what kind of sins I've committed. And you're right, I don't, but the Lord does, and he still invites everyone who is heavy and burdened by their sins to come to him, to follow him, and to give him your sin. He is a bigger Savior than you realize, and he is able to forgive you of anything. If you'd like to know more, come to our website and read the Knowing God section on our main page, or just call us and we can talk with you about how to become a friend of Jesus. For all of us who already know Christ as our friend, we still need to hear this message. We still need the gospel every day. Change comes by knowing Jesus and having the Holy Spirit transform us from the inside to the outside. And that's really the heart of Dane Ortland's new book called Deeper, Real Change for Real Sinners. It's his follow-up book to his best-selling Gentle and Lowly, where he helps us better understand how we can have a deeper and closer walk with Jesus. This is the message every Christian needs to be hearing right now, especially this January, including me. Why don't you call us right now at 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or come to our website at haventoday.org. And there you can read a sample chapter or listen to an excerpt from the audiobook, or even watch a short video where Dane talks more about our union with Christ. And you can get the audiobook on CD exclusively from Haven Today. You just need to visit us at haventoday.org. And just before we go, we got a note from a friend named Norm in Ontario, Canada. He just ordered three copies of the Bible in 90 days. He made a generous donation to the ministry. Norm is 93 years young, and he'll be reading through the Bible with his daughter Carrie, she's 60, and his nephew Ted, who's 70. Norm, I can't thank you enough for your note as well as your gift, and I hope you've just inspired many others to join all of us who are reading through the Bible in 90 days. If you haven't, You can still sign up for our free weekly Bible reading plan on our website that'll take you through all the scriptures in 90 days or make a gift like Norm did and ask for the special Bible with the Bible in 90 days reading plan built in and it'll show you where to start and where to stop each day. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again tomorrow? And again, we'll share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Jesus was teaching by a lake, and the crowd was getting large. 
so he stepped into a boat and pushed out a little bit from the shore to better address the people. That boat belonged to Simon Peter. And after Jesus was finished teaching, he told Simon, put out into the deep water, let down the nets for a catch. It was no mistake that Jesus stepped into the boat of the man who would later become a leader among his disciples. But that day, Peter didn't expect to catch anything. He didn't really know Jesus, and it was the wrong time to catch fish. But he obeyed, and he caught more fish than the boat could hold. The meaning was clear. Jesus was saying to him, trust me, do this my way. Listen to me. Follow me. Try out Anchor Devotional today in print. Visit getanchor.com.